0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. You get a chance to think a lot when you're sitting here in the big black leather poppet chair in my living room. Now looking at Baseball Babe's American flag. The flag is in a case on our wall, and it's actually in honor of my brother-in-law, Bob. Bob was a good soldier. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I call my wife Wonder Winch. I always like that word winch, you know? It reminds me of a strong, smart, sexy woman, which is just like my lady, so I like the name. But there was one day... When Wonder Wench turned into Baseball Babe. Let me tell you about it. Like most guys who grew up in a National League town like Brooklyn, I'm a Mets fan. And when Ms. Wench came to live with me in New York, we spent a lot of time at Chase Stadium. And since we moved to Pennsylvania, we've been watching the Mets play in the Phillies' very beautiful new stadium where hot dogs go for about $7 a pop. And the fans kind of remind me a lot of good old New York. Local legend has it that a fan fell out of the upper deck last year. And when he was able to get up and walk away, the crowd booed. Just kind of took me home. So we were at a game last year, and a couple of guys were sitting next to us. And they were really screaming. And I I turned to one of them, and I said, Hey, you know, guys, cool it. You know, my wife's here, and you're making me a little uncomfortable. And he turned back to me, and he noticed my Mets cap. And he spilled some beer on my shoe and he said, this is war. And I said, no, 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 this is a game. When the war is over, you count how many guys got killed. When this game is over, these guys are going to take a shower and then go ride their limos to some five-star restaurant. and They'll have dinner together. And the guy just, he kind of spilled some more beer on my other shoe and he went back to screaming. I really hate it when people go nuts about sports like that. Now, I love competition. Baseball, of course, is a game of skill, so I wasn't very good at it, but I was a very successful high school swimmer because I swam the butterfly. And the way you win a butterfly race is by simply refusing to die on the third lap, which is the place in the race where you would rather die than pull your arms out of their sockets and up and over your head one more time. I was at uh, WNBC Radio, we had a softball team that we called the Cheaters, because we cheated. And we told people up front, honestly, hey, we're going to cheat, so it was okay. We were honestly cheating. <laughs> I think the only game you can't really cheat at is peek you know, so we manage. The Cheaters played against cops and fire departments, and, and actually once against some nuns, believe it or not. Charity games, you know, we'd collect some money and uh, donate it to the, the charity involved. Mostly we lost, but I always claimed that we won 9-1 to on the air. because, as I said, we cheated, you know. Even the nuns cheated. The nuns cheated because they prayed. That's my feeling on it. And they took advantage of a very important thing that I will try to put as delicately as possible. Where do you apply the tag? on a nun who is about to slide into second base, brandishing a rosary with a 20-pound crucifix on it, you know? And then she stole third, and she felt guilty about it, so she went back. <laughs> it was such a lot of fun. Of course, no matter how skillful and athletic any woman might become, no woman will ever play Major League Baseball, I'm convinced. And it's for several important reasons. First and foremost, women do not spit nor do they scratch. And that is a good part of the game at the major league level. Also, if a woman were playing third base and she had to choose between catching a pop foul fly ball or saving the life of some kid falling from the stands, she would catch the kid without even considering the fact that she might have started a double play with a good peg the second. That's why women will never play major league baseball. All of our sons played baseball to one degree or another. And I loved teaching them to play when they were just little kids. Our third son, Mark, had a really wicked fastball. And as a wild lefty pitcher, he might have had a professional career, I think, if he hadn't also discovered girls and playing rock guitar instead. Mark was the kind of kid, well, it's lucky he was the third child, because if he were the first, it would have been the only child. I was his little league coach? Those of you guys who might have been Little League coaches will understand that it's a little bit like experiencing a nervous breakdown divided into six innings, which is the length of their games. That was one of the worst good times of my life. When Mark and our youngest son, Kurt, grew up, they they played with me on the Cheaters. I got to tell you that was neat. Kurt was one of the few members of the Cheaters who could have actually made a regular league team. You know, one of those bar teams. Uh, he, he was uh, he was a big track star in school. And that made him a very valuable leadoff hitter and, and center fielder. Our second oldest son, Eric, was without a doubt Little League's number one wisecracker. And he's a genuinely funny guy, and some quick and timely humor from Eric. Helped to uh, defuse some possible fistfights on more than one occasion when Mark would be in like the fourth or fifth batter of an inning, you know, and the other team started getting a little snotty. Our oldest son, or as he likes to be known, our most mature son, Dave, is now the guy who gets this podcast posted every week. And he's a computer programmer and a professional musician in his grown-up life. Dave has guts, so he volunteered to be Mark's catcher which none of the other kids wanted to do because they knew we're going to take a chance on trying to catch his fastball. But Dave had a technique. Dave just let the ball hit him, and then he picked it up and threw it back. That's Dave. He figures out what he has to do, and then he does it, and I'm kind of proud of him. I pitched for the WNBC Cheaters. When I pitched, the batters almost always hit a grounder. Often, of course, the, the first mounts was about 300 feet away from home plate. I figured I was, I was kind of living proof of the old baseball maxim that good pitching will always stop good hitting, but certainly vice versa, too. I don't play much ball anymore. Like lots of Louis Louis generation guys, I have developed kind of a furniture problem. My chest has fallen into my drawers. And, you know, see, our, our bodies are a little bit like bars of soap, They get worn down when they get sent to the showers too often. And that's why Louie Louie generation guys have to turn the charm up to stun to remain the partners of choice of supermodels and baseball babes everywhere. It's a tough job, but somebody has to do it. Dick's details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff that you can stuff into one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out the other, and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. Scientists say your eyes and your nose are the warmest part of your body. Yeah? Bet you I got warmer parts. The biggest tomato on record weighed seven and a half pounds. Of course, that's the biggest non-human tomato. Wonder Wench weighs a lot more than that, and she definitely fits the description of a tomato. In the early 80s, some scientists discovered a toad that meows instead of croaking. <laughs> Hell, that's nothing. In the 60s, lots of guys I know discovered giant spiders hanging by threads from the moon. And a lot of times those spiders would change shapes and colors in time with Jimi Hendrix music. Dix details they take your mind off your mind. little housekeeping here if you like these podcasts or the spoken word story cds at dot or my book staying happy healthy and hot at amazon.com shameless plug if you like any of those would you please tell a couple of friends because they might like them too and of course you would be doing me a favor so thank you very much one of the best baseball stories in my life is about our daughter chris the artist Chris is about five foot one and maybe weighs 110 pounds, and she has a soft and gentle voice. But Chris is a jock, a real athlete. Her idea of summer fun is jumping off a 40-foot cliff into a lake in Maine. And a number of years ago, I was feeling really down about getting older, and, and Chris came over to the house one day with a present, a baseball glove. My glove had gotten worn out a long time ago, but... So she brought, brought a replacement for it. And then, she, and then she dug around in her car and she came up with her baseball glove. And I got to play baseball catch with my beautiful grown-up daughter. Never forget that. But those of you who have daughters probably understand exactly what I mean. These days, lots of young women like Chris go to a gym to stay in shape. And here's a story about one young businesswoman who got quite a surprise while she was working out. It's from the Night Connections personal audio CD, and it's called The Workout Woman. You're on a business trip. You always stay at hotels where there's a workout room. You're 32, married, married. And you want to keep the slim, beautiful body that your husband fell in lust with long before he fell in love with you. You're a no-nonsense woman. But right now, there's some kind of nonsense going on right about the same place inside you where you remember feeling a lot of trembling when you had your first crush. You like to start the day with a turn on the Nautilus machines and then take a quick swim before breakfast. This morning, when you got to the workout room, there was a trace of a man's cologne in the air but nobody was in the room. You started your workout and almost jumped out of your sweats when a quiet, smiling, deep male voice said, "'Don't bend your back.' The surprise made you let go of the machine and the weights clattered to the floor. The owner of the voice came running around to see that you were all right. When he bent down to look at your face, you had the sudden and total attention of two very concerned blue eyes. He had a towel wrapped around his waist, and there was toothpaste on his upper lip and a toothbrush still in his hand. You laughed and said, I'm fine, and the eyes laughed back as if to say, you certainly are. He held out his hand to help you up, and you took it automatically, and his pull was so firm and strong that you lost your balance and you fell against him. He had a slim, hard waist and a firm, hairy chest, and he was in no hurry to let you go and the towel wasn't much of a disguise for his sudden, intense interest in you. You smiled sweetly and said, Hi, I'm married. He just smiled and said, Is your husband a jealous man? You gave him a great answer. You said, I don't give him reason to be jealous. He looked all the way into your eyes and simply said, You are very beautiful. Then turned and walked away. Tonight, the memory of him is in bed with you. Your body is on fire, and the more you try to convince yourself that this is silly and unimportant, the more vulnerable you feel. Marriage has taught you about deep levels of trust and faith and security and safe arms in a warm house late at night. So you know you won't sleep with him tonight because you are faithful. But you also know that until tomorrow morning... You won't sleep at all. That's The Workout Woman. It's from the personal audio CD called Night Connections. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the CD Baby icon. Okay, it's time to tell you the true story about the day My Lady Wonderwench became Baseball Babe. When they were kids growing up, her brother Bobby used to try to get her to smile by looking at her and, and daring her not to smile. You know the game. When Bobby died as his closest living relative, they gave My Lady Wonderwench the flag. It's now in the case on the wall right there. And she toughed it out. She wouldn't give in. She didn't cry. Reminded me of what it must have been like when he was looking at her, trying to get her to laugh when they were kids. She just wouldn't cry. Or maybe she couldn't, I don't know. Even when the honor guard fired his last salute, she just didn't cry. But she didn't smile much either. Till so almost a year later, It was at a Mets spring training game. It was a bright, beautiful, breezy spring day in Florida. The game was about to begin, and the PA announcer said, please rise, remove your hats, and honor America by joining together to sing our national anthem. And we did, everybody. We stood up and we took off our hats, and a military honor guard marched out with the flag. Thousands of us stood up to sing the Star-Spangled Banner. And when we got to the part about, oh, say, does that star-spangled banner still wave, she started squeezing my hand pretty hard. And as she sang about the land of the free and the home of the brave, it was like her brother Bobby finally stared my lady wonder wench down, and she smiled at him, and she finally cried. And that's the true story of the day that my lady wonder wench turned into my baseball babe. Good night.